0: Look at the pickup. Look at the turn. Oh, that was brilliant. Look, Bruce. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages. O'Brien, some candy. And then a goal. Lewis, Ray. Well, Hawks fans, it's been a while, but we're back with plenty to get through in this brand new episode. There's the 2020 fixture to discuss and a little matter of the upcoming draft. So let's get down to business. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mason and joining me is a man who's had a keen eye on the draft prospects, the boys that may yet wear brown and gold. G'day, Tiz. They'd be getting excited now, those boys. It's a long wait, isn't it? Like, even as just a spectator, as a punter, it's a long road to the draft.
1: Yeah, I guess the AFL saw a gap in the... In the fixtures and
0: decided they could fill that with some coverage. I don't mind it. It just seems to be the same thing, just on a loop. It's just an echo chamber of like, oh, this this guy might be all right. And then you'll see the same article about a week later. Well, I've, I've still got a lot of ticks next to a lot of names. You've so... done your due diligence, haven't you? You really get it, into it. Part of me just wanted to go, all right,
1: who played at the Murray Bush Rangers? That'll be mm. enough. But... Uh... <laughs> But no, there is some talent wandering around out there and uh, it's just tough when you look at some of the key position players. You just look at the guy and you go, well, did you just shoot up and now no one can
0: compete with you? Mm. Uh, is everyone just going to... The amount of times I read in like little descriptions of like draft analyses, columns and stuff like that, um, yeah, they had a great back into the season. It's like, well, you would hope so if they're pushing.
1: Yeah, and then you've got the guys who were really good last year and have got injured
0: this year and how do you evaluate Mm. that and anyway it's not my job. A lot to get to on today's podcast. Before we get to all that, though, the social media stuff. Now, iTunes, you can rate and review us on there. We just hit 210 ratings, Tiz. Did we? 210 ratings. Now, we heard from Jim Florentine, who left a review for us. Thanks, Jim. It reads, Great work, boys. I listen in from China every episode. Getting better and better. The best Hawk news out there. But I'm not sure I like what free agency has done to Ash Brown's podcast loyalty. Uh, watch it, Jim. <laughs> You'll be firewalled. Uh, <laughs> Bit of a cheeky dig at uh, one of our favourite Hawk people. No, I enjoyed having Ash there, didn't you? Absolutely. Always a joy to have on this show. And and throughout that trade period, uh, it was just... A few candid reactions to some of the answers from Righty. Yeah, it was nice to have a direct line to the club, which is perfect. You get... Obviously, you know, Ash and Lucy Race, you know, bleeding brown and gold. Diehard fans. It just makes perfect sense. And they did such a good job. And, you know, Graham Wright cannot be rattled. He's such a cool <laughs> customer. Uh, so, yeah, it was great to hear from him. You don't need to question his loyalty, Jim. It's not necessary. It's all right. And we're good. <laughs> we'll have him back on soon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we will. Find out exactly what Whitfield's doing. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah, no, that ball's still in the air. So wait to see what happens with that one. And he forecasts having his own podcast next year. Yes, um, yeah. So keep an eye out for that. It would be a different direction to our sort of
1: thing. Yeah, it's but, a historical uh, uh, look at huge games of the Hawthorne Football Club.
0: There's going to be so much of a community built around this particular club I love the community that we're building here, and it's only going to extend when he starts up his podcast. So I think it's fantastic. Uh, now, 210 ratings, Tiz. Um, we're still playing this game. I know that look on your face. You don't want to be doing it, but we are doing it. Rest assured. Oh yes, we're not. Who's talk- had 210 games, Nick? <laughs> well, we're not talking exactly 210 games this week. Yeah. 210 goals. You know, it's usually games, right? No, not I see. Goals. I see we're doing. They're undermining the segment. Yeah. And being facetious about it. I will not have that. This we will expi- proceed. This
1: has an expiration date, this segment.
0: Okay, does it? Yeah. Why don't we December ask the December 2019. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I better get the most in, eh? Hey? <laughs> better ride this wave while I can. It's John Kennedy Jr. Oh, really? Four-time premiership player for Hawthorne, 1983, 86, 88, and 89, Uh, who kicked 210 goals for Hawthorne in his playing career, assistant coach to Peter Knights in 1993, life member, past board member, current past players and officials association president. And sire of a father-son debacle. Really hoped you weren't going to mention that. (laughs) But uh, look, it's part of the story, isn't it? I saw someone on Twitter today saying we need to bring... Oh, they won't let it off. (laughs) They'll never forget. But I saw someone saying bring Josh Kennedy home. No. I'm like, no, nah, probably rather Finn McGuinness at this point, to be honest, <laughs> who's been likened to Josh. Uh, now also, uh, John Kennedy Jr. took over from Peter Hudson this year as the club's number one male ticket holder, with Emma Race as the number one female ticket holder. So there you go. I think that's a topic that came up, it's come up in past episodes. We, we weren't really sure who the number ones were, but there we go. There's finally the answer for anyone playing at home. Is it? It's an It's an interesting, non-interesting thing.
1: Well, I think it gets reported and then everyone immediately forgets.
0: That could be the case. I think because it's sort of shrouded in mystery, as we've addressed on this podcast, what it takes to be number one ticket holder. Could could you or I be number one ticket holder? I vote Don Scott. That'll be fun. We'll get to that story. Don't (laughs) you worry about that. Now, let's get to some social media stuff. Twitter, at Hawk Talk Pod, almost at 2,000 followers. Help us build that community over there, at Hawk Talk Pod. We're also keeping you in the loop over on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Hawk Talk Pod, and Patreon, Patreon.com slash Hawk Talk Pod. And we're going to be putting out some bonus episodes, uh, specifically around stuff the about, draft and the fixture. Yeah, draft and fixture stuff. It's, it's, you know, it is the off-season. There's still plenty to talk about. Got a few ideas up our sleeves, don't worry. Now, catching up on club news, because there was something unfortunate that happened the last time we hit record. We caught the news I wanted to catch, Tiz. We got the Mitch Lewis signing. Right. No worries. Yeah, you were wrapped. Yep. Very excited for that one. Little did I know it was the first in a trilogy of signings, (laughs) which we didn't catch because we hit record just a little bit too early. Uh, we re-signed Lewis for another three seasons, and then Hawthorne just went about their business and uh, announced a contract extension for James Sicily through the end of 2022, and we had Jarman Impey as well through to the end of 2023. Jarman would be relieved, wouldn't he? That's a, that's a big fill-up to him. Well, it's pretty good considering the injury and everything. Let's, he'd be pretty pleased with that. And uh, it also looks like we might be picking up Michael Hartley, if the scuttlebutt and innuendo is to be believed, who rejected an offer from Essendon. And why is that not announced yet? No, because he's a delisted free agent. Yeah, that's right. He, you know, he pushed away the offer. He must have thought that he, he liked his chances of being picked up somewhere else. And then almost immediately, I think it was the, ver- the very day after, it was reported that we're you know first in line. Um, what was the name of that bloke that left
1: Melbourne, went to Carlton, and then didn't see out the preseason? Just forgotten his name. Oh, but he was all over Instagram, loves himself, all that. Oh, bug. Bug. That's it. Tom. Yeah. Was, Tom. Bug. Yeah. Now, boy does Hartley hit up Instagram a lot. Oh, you're a little bit concerned. <laughs> I don't know. It's just interesting.
0: Bug part two.
1: <laughs> Bug part two. <laughs> anyway, he had an interesting uh, company going. Bug. I don't know what's happened with that. Haven't seen any more reports on that. Was
0: it a social influencing thing? Yeah. That's, what it, that's mm, the game
1: he went into. Something like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I hope Hartley doesn't (laughs) take that tact with us. If he's going to play for the Hawks, he'll play for the Hawks. Don't waste our time. I actually think he'd be very good in. um, Do you actually in Box Hill?
1: (laughs) Well, come on, it's Brand goes out, Hartley comes in. Isn't that what you're thinking about?
0: I thought Brand went out, Frost comes in, but eh, I don't know. Well, I mean, Brand wasn't in the first. Yeah, no, I I understand what you're getting at. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's uh, I'm not necessarily against it. I will admit that Hartley wasn't exactly on my radar But in terms of what Hartley's looking at, he doesn't have, I mean he has older players ahead of him Mm. at Hawthorne and there's
1: a better chance of Making the first 22 here than an Essendon where he kept getting overlooked even though he played well.
0: Uh, so we look forward to what happens with that. Now we've got some other announcements here. I like this one. Hawthorne and the NDIS launched the Inclusive Champions Fund helping people with disabilities gain employment. That happened in the past week. Oh, well, that just extends
1: from a couple of the initiatives we've had for uh, sports, doesn't it? We've got the blind football team. Premiers. Premiers. They're doing very well to be very inclusive everybody. I noticed they had a, uh, what do you call it? The sign language mm-hmm. on a couple of the broadcasts they did recently.
0: It's just these things that make you feel good about the club. and I mean, obviously, uh, you know, our go-to phrase to describe Hawthorne has been the family club. And it just seems like the family is expanding all the time. I-, I noticed on Hawks Nest, I think, um, just the other day, they've brought back the Hawks Pride beanies as well, which, you know... There's a whole subculture there where we're just taking everyone with us into this one giant club, and I think it's fantastic. Family club more than ever before. I think I
1: first sort of found out about the blind team in one of the AGMs. Mm. Um, and they're just extending into these things all the time. I think, is it Southern Phoenix? Yeah, the basketball, basketball team. They seem to be going all right. Well, I haven't actually caught up with any of that. Okay. But I never really liked basketball. But um... Okay. All right. <laughs> just pulling back the curtain for the
0: listeners, all right.
1: Well, I mean, you can't do everything, can you? <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's a throwaway line. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we will be at the AGM. <laughs> That's a beautiful segue. Well, I'm just trying to get it on on record because mm. you know you, you haven't been before, Nick, and you're missing out on St- some still some saw. real still
0: saw that I didn't some go. Some real last poignant
1: year. moments where. Things are presented and players talk about the relationship they have with them, not only themselves mm. and one another, but with the club. And I know what you're doing. It's a nice little intimate ceremony. Yep, yep. And it, you know, it's just where that kind of stuff kind of happens and uh-huh. you get a chance to express yourself. And, mm-hmm. I know That's, what you're
0: getting at, so you might as well just come out and say it. You oh, to, old Donnie. Yeah, you want to talk about Don Scott. Old, uh, I know it. I saw it coming. Brittle Scotty. <laughs> okay. Well, see, I've been wondering all day what your angle on this is. I, I have two angles. Which one would you like me to go with? The one that's sincere and
1: genuine? Oh, okay. What do you actually believe? How about that? Well, I could say that... Um, let's go with this. <laughs> Jeffrey. Yeah. this bloke saved the club. Mm. Let him do what he likes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Also, there is that angle. Also, the other angle is, uh, Don, you sat for nearly four hours getting abused verbally by your <laughs> former teammates and people at the club and just sat there and took it. Um, which was fantastic mm-hmm. as a as a function. Something you attended. Perhaps if Jeffrey had turned up and said this on the day
0: <laughs> you could attend the AGM, what do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, it's um specifically quite precious, isn't it? When you put it like that. It's odd. He's been in one instance completely and utterly verbally annihilated <laughs> by all his peers. Laughed it off, yep. moved right on. Yep. Almost enjoyed it. I wouldn't
1: say he did. I'd say he almost enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then in this instance, he's being recognised for quite a good thing. Legend status.
1: Yeah, but there'll
0: be no shit dinner served. So he's like, that's it, I'm out. (laughs) He wants it on his particular terms. Yeah. Now, when I ask you, when does this ever happen? When you're receiving an award, you usually have to be at a time and place at the, you know the company's discretion, right? Or the right, the club's discretion. You, you can't just say... But not only that, this is the highest award. When I was receiving my best club man in under 10s, Jeez. I couldn't say, no worries, boys, you come to my place. Come on round. You've just changed Don's mind with that <laughs> argument. He'll be all over the AGM now. <laughs> I'm happy to help. <laughs> I mean, that is a profoundly weak argument of mine, of course, a bit of a throwaway Slice of history from yours truly. But Australia. we're forgetting that that almost that exact position is where Don had one of his most iconic moments. We so, ripped that Velcro hawk off. So doesn't it seem fitting? Why wouldn't save he be save the up club. For that? Why wouldn't he be interested in doing that? I don't know. I thought he liked circle work with his horses and stuff like that. This is beautifully circular. It's not as if he wouldn't have a lot of famous faces in the room. I think he
1: could call on them to attend, yeah.
0: And I think they would. Yeah. Um... But no, he wants it at the uh, was the life members dinner or something. He wants it there instead. He might want the exclusivity that uh, the AGM doesn't provide.
1: <laughs> I mean, we'll be there. <laughs> hey, don't underline it. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, but I wish. I hope he reconsiders. And and I think um, a couple of the blokes on his podcast said that to him as well. You know. He felt Get in,
0: over yourself. He felt intimidated by Jeff Kennett's language around it, Tiz. Yeah. He felt intimidated. Yeah, for, for Don to be intimidated. Yeah, it just doesn't yeah. really sync up, does it? Yeah, no. It's, it's a weird uh, one. Anyway. We'll see what goes down at the uh, 117th AGM, held at the Hawthorne Arts Centre on Tuesday, 10th of December, commencing at 6.30pm. Uh, as we said, we'll be there, and uh, we'll make a bit of a night of it. If uh, if listeners want to be there as well... and you know, catch up, have a drink and... Come s- say hi. Yeah. The players come the to the uh, come mm. to Glenferry Hotel after.
1: Yep. And uh, most of them sort of... Are agreeable and... No, most of them leave within the first <laughs> oh, 10 minutes, right. but, okay. but they do attend. Yeah, and well, you had a nice.
0: photo with Jager, didn't you? And, and Connor. And Connor, well, of course.
1: I mean, that tracks, doesn't
0: it? Jager's very nice. And uh, Isaac Smith. Fantastic. Thoroughly approachable. Yep. Oh, I see that. Uh now, speaking of um what the players are up to, played a little something different today. According to the uh the Hawk's Nest Instagram. Did a live stream of uh Ross, Scrimshaw, Moore and CJ playing Hawthorne Monopoly. Did they come to blows or Well, I worry about the fabric of the team and the culture. Like, 'cause I'd notice that is not included. <laughs>
1: So, what's the idea here? Um, What are the squares? Well... Is it like Glenfrey Oval, Waverley Park,
0: Princess Park? I mean, we've had a few home grounds. mm, MCG. Yeah, I imagine um, Tasmania would be in on it as well, (laughs) as per our lucrative deals. Um, I don't know. I I didn't see all of the squares, but I can tell you that John Kennedy Sr. is Mayfair. What? A bloke is Mayfair? Well, all of our players are the properties. Oh, okay. Hawthor- Historical figures, or- yeah, yeah. The Hawthorne Great social players. social right. accounts—they put out a thing where you could actually guess who was going to be what property and how mm. much they're worth. Oh, that's how they designed the game. Who is Old Kent Road? Is what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> that poor soul. <laughs> it's like it's like the least merit. But here's the thing. So Hawthorne put out a competition where if you pick them correctly, you win a copy of the game.
1: What's the tax
0: part? The tax part is when Hawthorne page along and you have to somehow still book your ticket through Ticketmaster or whatever, <laughs> no despite no. being a member.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not the club's fault. Yeah, well, I guess uh, that, that'll be filling stockings, will it? Is that the idea? or Big bloody stockings, mate. Is it? <laughs> well, I mean, it's Monopoly. Oh, it's not a small game. It's not, not, not Boggle. It's not Travel Monopoly. By the way, board games... I haven't seen
0: a board game in that long. They're out there. But. It's like, it's going to be okay, mate. They're there.
1: But you can play it on whatever device you like
0: now. Mm.
1: You can't lose any pieces, nothing. The banker doesn't cheat. It's great. Let me tell you
0: about books, okay? Because you can put books on a screen now. Yeah. And yet we still have books. Yeah, because they haven't managed to digitise them all. The same as board games.
1: But they bring out a new one, and they have did, <laughs> they
0: have digitised it. They've, I I do have Monopoly on PS4. To be honest, if they you're were just gonna doing let that it, one, you, you don't think that's what I don't know what PS4 that, is. PlayStation Four. Oh my god! Right. Anyway, Jeez. so <laughs> we just lost a lot of credibility with our younger <laughs> audience. <laughs> I know what it is, but I you know whatever. Okay. Uh, so that that bit where you said you didn't know what it was—that was
1: just a lie. Listen, or? I come from Goldeneye. Age. That was easily the best game. Don't need to have another go. He's won him back. He's won him back. (laughs) That was a great... I loved that game. It was a great game. Also, I was on the cutting edge of C&C when that first came out. Command and Conquer. Absolutely. Command and Conquer. What what am I, from South Australia? What's going on? (laughs) 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 Anyway, where were we? Oh, yes, that's right. In the off-season, mate. That's where we are. If they (laughs) they do Monopoly, and they've got a... Uh, and you land on mm. John Kennedy Sr. or whatever, yeah. have a highlight
0: come up. What do you mean? Like, oh, in like the digital version. Yeah, in the digital version. Okay, there you go, full of ideas here. Brilliant. Yeah, that'd be much better. But uh, as it is, Hawthorne Monopoly is going to be available, uh, well, it's available now from Hawksnest. Pricey. I'm not going to mince words about that. It's a bit pricey, but I am interested in it. it fantastic. Again, I, I do nudge, wonder... Nudge, who... Wink, 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 whatever. <laughs> Don't mean to do that. Patreon.com so oh, No. Um I do wonder who I'm Live broadcast is. of games. Oh, can't wait. Oh, fantastic. Um <laughs> did you know that there's long been an AFL monopoly? Very aware of the AFL monopoly. <laughs> Was that
1: really an alley oop there? Or
0: I didn't mean it to be, I'll just, be honest. It, it
1: just needed repetition. That's one of the best.
0: Yep. <laughs> and you say you don't like basketball. <laughs> Uh, there's an AFL Monopoly The board game Good. The board game And uh, Where's fl- Hawthorne? Well that is the question Isn't it? I'm going to ask you Where do you think? What colour Can you narrow it down oh, probably to? Probably green Oxford Street or something Nailed it in one You got you got the property Correct as well <laughs> Boom Wow There you go And our uh, our fellow Green properties Are Collingwood And Richmond Where's West Coast? I don't know If it might is have been AFL House Mayfair? <laughs> Is it?
1: Is it actually? No. It's the G.
0: No. Oh. No, they've, they've chosen the grounds as the stations. Okay. So, um... I would have Mel- thought they'd have more than four. Well, they've, they've chosen MCG, um... Anyway, who's SCG, Mayfair? To, no, MCG, SCG, Patterson Stadium, and one that I couldn't see from a zoomed out blurry image. <laughs> <laughs> Very low res. It was a bit difficult in the eyes. Okay. Who was Mayfair? It's the AFL Grand Final. Ah, oh, fine. Yeah, okay. And you know how there's Mayfair and Park, Park Lane and there's like that little tax square? Yeah. That's uh, a ticket to the AFL Grand Final. No it isn't. Yep. No. Yep. You got to buy a ticket. Yep. <laughs> And uh, those who like Monopoly will remember that uh, that one will set you back $100. <laughs> uh, that's the cheapest great- <laughs> AFL grade final tickets <laughs> ever been. So don't worry about that. Uh, no, AFL House is Old Kent Road. Oh, there you go. Should have been North. Should have been North. Should have been- <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bastard to North. Anyway, uh, we move on from Monopoly. Uh, what, about, what else have we got here? We wanted can we to get on to the drive now? <laughs> for the draft guide 2019 podcast. To being a bit unrealistic, before we do, uh, we want to do a bonus podcast about the fixture. But can we mention a little bit about that before we move on? Oh, it's not too bad, is it? On the surface of it, I quite liked it, and then all of the analyses that came out from the media told me how bad a position we were in. Yeah, I I can see we have to start pretty well, or else
1: pretty much on the ropes. Real early It is a tough start Yep So I don't know We're going to have to Make sure Patton and Frost Gel fairly early mm. But I mean Brisbane Are they going to be That good round one Is the Birch going to be back Well yeah The Birch will be back hmm. I think the G helps us They've got Frio over there Yeah Collingwood at the G It is a tough start But they're winnable right Oh they're all winnable Nick <laughs> Statistically yep I wasn't too concerned It's not a
0: great result for fans, I wouldn't have thought. You don't think so? I mean, we sort of did away with the whole Sunday 3.20 thing.
1: Yeah, but we're we're a tenor of the
0: MCG, and how many are we playing? Well, this is it. Okay, so we've got a couple of listener questions on this. I'll just get to it quickly. I think
1: think, uh, Richmond and Collingwood will be playing more than half their games there.
0: We won't get anywhere (laughs) near that. No, that's right. Even if we took away the uh, the four games that we have at Tassie and put them back at the G, mm. we would still be shy of what Collingwood and Richmond are doing there, which I dared to tweet out. Right. I didn't put any particular lean on it. I just thought I'd say that uh, Richmond have um, 14 games at the G. I'll just put it out there. More than half the year. Swarmed by Richmond fans going, what do you mean? Were you really swarmed? What, what, yeah. They've got heaps of tweets about it. Oh, heaps wow. of Richmond fans going like, what are you trying to say? I'm like, oh, it's... I don't know why I'd be so prickly about what's... Leg up. What, uh, Leg up. Oh, I'm just tweeting out facts. I'm just saying that you have 14. Why, why are you so defensive? I would have thought the Premiers would enjoy their success. It's a bit weird that you'd be on the back foot so early. But yeah, when they got a front foot from the AFL. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it is a bit excessive, because with those
1: four games, we'd only be taken up to 12. They don't have eight coming home, do they? I've basically no. only looked at Hawthorne's fixture. So. No,
0: they, they don't have the eight coming home. Good. But uh, they still have a very good draw, Richmond. Uh, it's West Coast has the worst apparently, and then we're second to them. So. Yeah, I
1: noticed Geelong. I think got a really good fixture after they let Tim Kelly go.
0: <laughs> How about that? Eh? Mm. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, the tinfoil hats are back. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> we heard from one of our listeners, Dan at Hawk Talk Pod. Hawks only play eight games at the G. Collingwood and Richmond each play fourteen. A terrible result for fans. Hawks have five games at Marvel. The bastards want us out of Tassie. We've known that for a while now. Mm. We only ever seem to get updates on Tassie at the AGM, by the way. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that'll be interesting to hear their perspective on that. And see how the Kennedy Clinic is coming along. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, do you think that's what it's about? I mean, tinfoil hat's back on, obviously, but is, is Dan onto something with that?
1: Uh, yeah, well, yes. <laughs> Put simply, I mean, yes. the AFL want huge crowds. Hmm. Um, they don't want Hawthorne being successful any longer. Mm. They want to make it pretty difficult. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they really tried to get Clarko to move on soon. How does a league go about doing that? Well, they probably, uh, probably bring in a cap for what you're allowed to pay your coaches. Mm. Um, that would be one way to do it, Okay, which they did a little while ago. Um, and then they make sure that I mean, Clarko's done very well in making it into a school of coaching mm. so that people will come in at a lower wage, knowing that they can leave and get a better job. Mm. we have got the uh, Kennedy Clinic and the Clarkson Academy. But I doubt that if Clarko put up his hand and said, I'd like to go to Gold Coast, that they're really going to enforce that rule upon him.
0: It would be the um, <laughs> that Willy Wonka reaction of like, no, stop, don't, please, don't, no. <laughs> we haven't got enough money for you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we heard from Lynn as well at Hawk Talk Pod. I don't think we'll ever get an easy or dream draw. We we'll just have to live with what we get. Disappointed as a reserved seat member with the number of home games at the G. The club needs to sort out some sort of better deal with replacement game seats, free or cheaper. Absolutely. Now this isn't something that happens to me, and you stand for most. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can it can uh, cost you a lot though. Yeah. No. I look. I do stand for most, and but I get it. Like, uh, and I get that you know. <laughs> you see
1: that we're playing in the MCG, like, yes! Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, replacement game, good, I get in, and mm. then w- where are the players? I can't see any of the play. What's going on?
0: Yeah. For, for most people, you are shuffled to level three slash four, or however it works. Um, and I, I, you know, I like standing. That's, that's what I do, and it's, general admission's fine for me. I see that, I'm like, don't care, I'll go in. But, it's not always bang for your buck with stuff like this um so they do need to work something out because i recognize as you know as much as i think that we have a better draw this year i do see that a lot of fans are like yeah well better's all relative and it depends on who you are and how you enjoy the football um i saw a lot of people who, who quite liked the sunday afternoon games that you know now, they're going to be a bit unhappy that they're not there anymore. So it's hard. It's a, it's a delicate balancing act. But you can guarantee that the AFL is probably not going to take all of our wishes into account anyway. So that makes it just even harder. Now, yeah, can we get to the draft? Yes, we can. For more on the fixture, because we've still got more to say on that. Oh,
1: we have a lot of analyses. Oh, you've, yeah.
0: you've done so much work on it. We're going to be putting out a bonus episode for that. So patreon.com slash hawk talk pod for access to that one from just $5 a month. Now, the draft. So much to say about the draft, it's coming up. Do we have the date of the draft there? So today's Wednesday, so we're two weeks away. Exactly two weeks. There 27th. 27th. Which will
1: be the first round, mm-hmm. in which we will have a pick. I mean, wow. It's been
0: a while. Yeah, we usually sleep that first evening.
1: And, <laughs> and the 28th will be the remainder of the selections.
0: Alright, so mate, you've done your due diligence on this draft so far. Where would you like to begin? It's, it's hard to know where to begin with it.
1: Well, what are we looking for? What do you want to see? Now, bear in mind, mm. we did not have one first-year player actually debut in 2019. Not mm. one. Yep. Just doesn't seem to happen. Yep. So, it's not going to happen probably next
0: year. No, I'm looking beyond that. Looking what, You know, whoever I'm looking at, I'm looking at sort of down the line. They don't walk straight into the lineup.
1: Now, let's face it. We're taking McGuinness. We've got everything ready for that. Not worried. You seem very Hawthorne confident about have that. have pick 11, pick 30, 42, 54, 63, 87, 92,
0: 105, and 123. 180! <laughs> <laughs> so they're stocked up. Yes. So you're supremely confident in us securing Finn McGuinness.
1: Yep. We'll take that 20% discount. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. You won't be going before pick 11. Which means we pick someone else, we pick 11, obviously, we don't take Finn.
0: And, <laughs> well, yeah, and then we yes. wait to match the bid with exactly, by putting a few picks together. Strategically, that just makes more sense. But
1: now, there are some mercurial type players coming through. Mm-hmm. Now, are you interested in that kind of thing? Hit me with some names. Alright, there's a bloke I really like the look of. Mm-hmm. We're probably not going to take him. But Elijah Taylor, mm-hmm. out of Perth, could be anything. Draft projection between 15 and pick 35. Yeah, but he's a footballer before he's an athlete. Mm-hmm. So, you're looking at a bloke, said to have X factor. He can market, massive footy IQ, mm-hmm. but absolutely no size and no consistency. Okay? Okay. But he could be anything. <laughs> well, This is a guy that could either go in the first round or well into the 40s. It's just what clubs think they can make of this raw talent mm. uh, and whether he's going to respond to being dragged halfway, well, across the country. Yes, you don't, don't
0: want another Tim Kelly situation on your hands. Oh,
1: well, yeah. Well, this guy's not an overager either. Okay. So you you're probably, you know, he won't come with as much baggage as Kelly. <laughs> All right, but
0: who 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 did you like? Because oh, Dylan Stevens. Yeah, I don't mind Dylan Stevens. There's been a few names. The names I've picked out have just incidentally been some of the ones just thrown about. Well, Dylan Stevens is the quickest guy. He's outstanding. We had a tweet from one of our listeners, Dean, uh, that sort of pertains to Dylan Stevens in a roundabout way. He says, Not sure if you've seen the latest draft video on the AFL website. Lloyd and Twomey have zero idea. Lloyd said we had a pedestrian midfield and that Impey and Henderson didn't have long careers ahead of them. Now, I'll stop there, because uh, a couple of things to unpack. Um, Henderson, eh, what, what is well, he, 31? he doesn't 31? have a long career ahead No, of him. that's fair enough. Um, Impey is 24 and we just signed him for an extra three years. Yep. So do your research, Lloyd. Twomey suggested that he didn't know where the Hawks' next key position player would come from. I'm a bit with him there, aren't you? Although the draft seems to... Exist for that purpose, yes. (laughs) Um, No, and and that's why he suggested uh, Fisher mccassie Okay. So we'll get to him in a sec. But Lloyd's recommendation, based off what he was saying, was... Dylan Stevens mightn't even be around. He could go no, well, well before well, our pick. Exactly right. But Lloyd was saying, look, Impey, Henderson... Is this not- Matthew Lloyd? Yes. Oh, God. Impey, Henderson, not going to be there. Let's, you know, we've already taken he the task on He meant this year,
1: that. probably, for Impey.
0: Uh, no, he meant generally their careers okay. are done. All right, yeah. No, you're going to bat for him, and that's honourable, but you really don't need to. Matthew <laughs> Lloyd said this dumb thing, and we'll hold him to it. Uh, but he recommended on that basis Dylan Stevens. Now, I happen to agree with that, at least. I think it would be a good pickup. Whether he lasts to pick 11, I'm not sure. He has been compared to Andrew Gaff and Isaac Smith. Terrific skills, natural ability to break the lines, win loose balls around the ground. It's the explosive speed that I like in the highlights packages that we've both seen. See, McCasey is one of those
1: blokes, 197 centimetres tall, 91 Mm -hmm. kilos, Mm -hmm. can play anywhere. He's a big boy. But does he just look good because he's bigger than everyone else?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I knew a guy like that in junior footy to hark back to those days again. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: And and then everyone finally catches up to them and you're like, oh, you weren't actually all that good. Yes,
0: yeah, I've seen that.
1: (laughs) That's my concern with him, although he does seem to have the smarts. Yeah. He's not uh, a big, slow, lanky fella. Do you know what I mean? Well, no, he, he is slow. He is slow. Yeah. Athleticism but he's not, is not his greatest But trait. he's not
0: slow of mind. Yes. No, he's got great footy IQ, uh, reads the play brilliantly. Uh, versatility. I mean, he's, he's kind of recognized lately as a defender, but he can play both ends of the ground. Uh, brilliant intercept grab, brings in the tough, contested grabs, too. Um, I mean, he, he could be good. Uh, So, I mean, we've got two very different options there, Dylan Stevens for your outside mid uh, from SA, and then you've got Fisher McCassie, who's from the uh, Sandringham Dragons and Vic Metro. Yeah. What about Harry Jones? Already got him, mate. Don't worry about it.
1: No, no. This is a, a key position utility, Harry Jones, or Harrison Jones from the Call
0: of Cannons. I, th- Metro. I think he can live up to that. You just need to give Harry Jones a chance. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, I know what you're getting at. So, there's another Harry Jones? Another one. It's another one. Okay. 196, 78 kilos. All right. He's a key position utility, you
1: say. And, uh, well, imagine the trouble they would have. <laughs> the opposition going, well... You're going to have to pick up Jones. Wait, mm. like, no, Harry Harry Jones. No, uh, you're worried about the opposition. I'm worried about BT. I mean, he would take a while, which is why he's going to go further in the draft. Mm. Might be third, even fourth round. Mm-hmm. But you know, that kid has an incredible amount of talent. And rated for his speed and endurance, especially. Yeah, but you know, you can train that into these kids. It's not so much that. It, it's more about his um, attack on the ball. Mm. And uh, it'll, his disposal is remarkable. So that is these are some of the things that Hawthorne love. You know, The disposal efficiency is just, if you don't have that, you're not coming to Hawthorne. Having said that...
0: Oh, this is a low blow. Having said that, where is Finn? <laughs> Scrolling up and down, looking for Finn McGuinness. Finn McGuinness, disposal in the red. This, listeners, if I could remind you for just one moment, is someone that loved Will Langford, so take this with a grain of salt. I'm glad you mentioned him. <laughs> I was always going to. Because could be a touch of the wheels. It does look like he has a touch of the wheels. It does not put me off, though, because people are really rating Finn McGuinness, and there's a lot to like about it. Contested footy, uh, clean hands, strength, tackling, leadership. Speed. Yep. Endurance. There's a lot going on for him. There's a lot to like about Finn McGuinness. That's why he's been so popular in the lead-up to this. That's why everyone's getting their hopes up. His athleticism is really good. So you're going to let everyone down, or...? No, no, I'm just... It's the, it's the disposal just efficiency. Just temper
1: your at. expectations. Okay. All and right. we're taking him at 20% discount. Don't forget.
0: <laughs> Look, he's... As recently as, what, this week, he was likened to Josh Kennedy. So, I mean... For whatever that's worth, he must be okay, right? Oh, yeah. Like, he has great potential. Yeah. But let's just say
1: this. I don't think Hawthorne are going out of their way to get him Mm. if he's not father-son.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Okay? Just on how they... I mean, he didn't go to the Murray Bushrangers, and he can't kick. So, they're (laughs) they're not going (laughs) to...
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's
1: not many they pick up like that.
0: But he's one of those blokes I was referring to before where he's back into the season... Has really held him in good stead. He's he's really shot up into calculations. The trajectory is awesome. Yes, absolutely.
1: One of his teammates at Sandy, mm. Josh Worrell, I notice is your next one.
0: Yes, a tall utility. Who do you reckon that reminds you of? That photo there. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect, isn't it? Because we just lost a tall utility with blonde hair. I mean, he's, he's a shoey look-alike. It's brilliant. Little bit, little bit. Uh, his strengths: okay, he's kicking, he's marking, rebounding. And his decision making. He's touted as this uh, new wave defensive type that uh, can play as a small but marks like a tall. If that's sort of the description I found online of him. Well, his agility
1: is is very high for his for his body type. One hundred ninety five centimeters, eighty three kilos. So, did you notice how big Anderson is? Just in terms of what. I didn't actually. No, I've
0: not paid any attention to that because I know. Imagine this
1: running through the midfield with you. Noah Anderson, one ninety one. Wow. Eighty seven kilos. Not bad. No Finn
0: though. He's no Finn, that's right. <laughs> I'm just going with the popular vote here on the Hawk talk podcast. I know what the people want. <laughs> they want more Finn. So Warrell will probably
1: be around by the by our pick, uh hmm. if we want to take him.
0: Yep. But I don't know, do we need another swing man with Cosy in the team? Well that's what I wonder as well, and it's also said that he plays his best footy at half back, and that happens to be the area of the ground where I think we're pretty stacked at I the moment. Think- Also, we're looking for speed, aren't we? Well, that's why I brought up Stevens. Because I look at, you know, one thing Lloyd was right about is Hendo can't play forever. Smith, you know, he's going to hit his 30s. And let's say, I mean, when you hit your 30s anyway, you're on the downhill. Mm -hmm. Like You're coming to the end of your career. And we're talking about a club that offers one-year contracts. Let's say Smith isn't satisfied with that and he buggers off elsewhere. We need to start shoring up the outside run now. May I present you with... Mm -hmm. Jeremy Sharp. Looking sharp. (laughs)
1: 189 centimetres, 81 kilos, outside midfielder, almost doesn't get contested possessions. (laughs) (laughs) He's in the red for contested possessions. His disposal's okay, but he is lightning. Yes. Uh, And his endurance, and he can kick a distance. Mm. So we're looking at someone who can break the lines and also kick over the back line Mm. to Poppy. (laughs) Tall Poppy, even. Tall
0: Poppy, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that he he looks good. Uh
0: ranked 20 to 40 on what we're looking at here, but taking a look at that I, I like the elite speed, I tell you what. Yeah. What? It's just something that Hawthorne has lacked for a long time now. Uh is that is that real running power? We haven't ever really troubled oppositions for a long time with our speed, uh, our general pace of how we play the game. And I'd like to see that brought into our style. I think that'd be very interesting.
1: All right. Now I'm going to put myself on the line here. <laughs> okay. And say This is the bloke I want to see in Hawthorne colours.
0: Okay, do you reckon pick 11? Probably. Because he is forecast quite early. He is. His name is Devin Robertson. What do you think? I mean, looking at it there, just on the surface of it, contested ball, consistency is rated highly, elite speed and agility on paper. Inside midfielder with elite speed. Uh, what can't you Finn do? Finn also an inside midfielder if you're looking for that. Yeah, I mean, Finn but we're getting Finn as well. Yeah, I oh, you mean, mean no, we don't want two like that? No, I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. No, it's a, you've posed a good point here.
1: Basically, what you have here is a bloke that can get his own ball mm-hmm. and then hop on the outside with it.
0: Yep. An uninjured Jager Amira. <laughs> I tell you what, can we just, as a brief detour from this current conversation, I can't wait for Jager's 2020.
1: <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. Well, it's going to be one hell of a trio in there.
0: It's, sorry, something else Matthew Lloyd said. Ugh. Pedestrian midfield. Goddard rated Essendon's midfield ahead of Hawthorne's next year. I mean, obviously that's trash. Okay, let's just say that. I'm really over beating up on BJ because it's it's too easy. He's
1: still getting point. articles, Nick. I can't get over it. Anyway, next. Yeah, it shouldn't be paid. Back to but... Devon Robertson. <laughs> okay.
0: Look at it. Impressive. Western Australian. Clearances accumulation. You're right. I mean, on the on paper, there he does seem to play both roles pretty Looks well. Looks like a footballer too. Have you seen him being linked to any other club? Anyone else circling him or no? I wonder so? why that is. Can you tell me why that is? No, I have no oh, okay. idea. All right. No. Anyway, that's my pick. Who's your pick? I've only really got one more name to read out. For, for what it's worth, I do think um Stevens. If he's still around, I think Stevens. I like, the, I like the guy you just brought up I'm going to look into him now but uh, one more guy I want to mention Brody Kemp uh, who's an interesting one he hasn't had quite the lead up that you'd want for an, an aspiring draftee because he's had a recent knee reco. what is interesting about that though is that it hasn't stopped clubs being super interested in him which I think speaks volumes elite contested footy elite athleticism overhead marking probably needs work on the endurance side of things but I don't know I, I think it bodes well that Clubs are into him, even though he's at that setback.
1: Yeah, Robertson is out with a shoulder injury, but he'll still get picked up. So Brody Kemp's a bit taller, 192 centimetres, 89. He's a tall utility. Mm -hmm. Um, But out of Bendigo, this kid looks
0: like he could do anything. What does hurt factor mean? Does that mean... Hurt factor, he likes to hurt blokes. Yeah, okay. Uh, He's spent time as a key defender and a marking forward, but according to him, he wants to move into the midfield. Uh it might have a touch of the uh Noah Andersons there by the the size of him. Yeah. Running through that midfield. Uh what about our listeners? What are they thinking? Well we had a few people tweet in. I've read a couple already, but we heard from Neil at Hawk Talk Pod. What about Kaziah Pickett, Byron's nephew? Plays it hard, can take a big grab, and the talk says he plays a bit like Cyril. We know Ryder right, keeps quiet on draftees. Is this the one they use for pick eleven? No. <laughs> have you seen footage of this young man, Tiz?
1: Uh Yeah, I did watch him a little bit. He, I didn't find him all that
0: impressive for South Australia. but Did you see the monster hit on, uh, well, I don't know who the player was, but in the lead up to me heading to this recording, just on Twitter, I think it might have been Kel Tuomi who actually tweeted it out. Yeah, this guy's got a bit of a mongrel about him. He's only Doesn't 71 he just... kilos. Yeah, the guy who got hit would have disputed that. He comes like a freight train. Boy, it was impressive. Yeah. So that might be the Hurt Factor we're referring to. Is it, is, has he got it listed No, he yet? hasn't got that He listed. hasn't got Hurt Factor. What does Hurt Factor no, mean? He has
1: goal, goal Sense, Footy IQ, and X Factor, which seem to be all
0: right. well, that's what three it, that's... similar variations <laughs> on the theme. Well, I guess that's what Neil's referring to here in his tweet. Yeah, I don't know
1: if Brendan Crummel will be behind this. What do you reckon? <laughs> people, people, Never would, forget. Would he be all right with this recruiting, or...? Never forgive. Never forget. Uh, anyway.
0: Now, there's a famous name. Oh, hello. You've scrolled down. I look at the screen and it's a famous name there. Trent Burgoyne. Yeah. Doesn't miss. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know anything about him. What, what can you tell me about Trent Burgoyne? Well, he's the son of the other Burgoyne. Oh, right. Okay. Peter Burgoyne. It's not a name I'm used to referring to. Too fixated on Sean. So, he is a father-son
1: to Port Adelaide.
0: Okay, so we move on. <laughs> nah, no, let, let's hear. Let's hear what he has to offer. Oh no, it's just interesting. So he'll probably get picked up.
1: It'll be um, good for the Burgoyne clan.
0: Not really shocked to read here. He's rated for athleticism. That makes sense. Disposals very high too. Yep. Um, if you're
1: looking for aggressive players, though, and I'm not sure if we'd be able to come up with a um, with a product very quickly. But mm. um, the Hawthorne... Football club Caleb Sarong <laughs> could do really well during the summer period. <laughs> We've moved on from the Cogs Togs. <laughs> Don't mention the Cogs Togs ever again. Oh. So embarrassing. I really thought he's coming. <laughs> anyway, Caleb Sarong uh, is a Gippsland boy, 178 centimeters, 83 kilos, midfielder forward, and mm. he's projected to go in the first ten.
0: I guess part of the reason why I. I didn't look into him, is I've heard that he's going to go elsewhere, almost certainly. Well, he is very aggressive. Okay. So if you're looking for that, this is the bloke. Not necessarily, but it doesn't hurt. No, it does. <laughs> well, I mean, the player hurts. Yes, yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, but, no, I, I guess... Uh, did you? I mean, did you lead the segment asking about this? I think, I think you might have. It's been so long ago now. Um, what do I want from this draft? I like the idea of speed, but also... You know, I, I think it is right that we probably need to look at a key position player. I'm still worried about what happens after Frawley. Life after Frawley worries me a bit. I know I've got Cosie there. Frost. Yeah, I know. And I did say not more than two minutes ago that our backline is stacked. I don't know. I don't know. You want this Will Gould, don't you? You've mentioned him before on previous podcasts. He could be there. Projected for between 10 to 25. Beautiful kick. Strong. Probably ready to play.
1: One hundred ninety-two centimeters, mm-hmm. one hundred and six kilos.
0: I mean, what surprises me about this guy is, I'm looking at the stuff that he's rated on. Yeah, particularly the elite areas. I'm like, okay, disposal, contested ball, all right, consistency, all right. Some of these areas you look at, and they're, they're very synonymous with good midfielders. I look at where he plays. He's a tall defender. <laughs> yeah. What is going on? Will Gould, tall defender with those sorts of wraps. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's played uh, in the NFL with Glenelg, mm-hmm. so
1: he's played against men. A rebounding machine, reportedly. Yeah, well, that'll
0: happen if you're in a crap team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the trouble is, yeah, again, it's that backline. I feel like we've shored that up pretty well. But, you know, we should always be looking to the future. They reckon Jai Clark might get a go, which is Jordan mm-hmm.
1: Clark's brother. Okay. He famously came to, do, to Geelong this year mm-hmm. and filled a role. That
0: Luke Partington, wasn't he just doing the wrestling the other day? You're into that stuff. Yeah, Luke Partington. There was a, a headline that, uh, you know, it was just a cute little cute little thing they did. They said, AFL or WWE? And I looked at that and I said, well, neither. Uh, <laughs> he's not doing either at the moment. He's wrestling for what looks like some indie promotion. But how that ties into, he was wearing a Tigers sort of Guernsey, I guess his local club or something. Yeah, probably. That was his ring attire. Sure, why not?
1: What about this fella? Ronan O'Connor. It's a good name, isn't it? It is a great name. I like that name as I was it's looking through. one for the ages. He, he, late, late, he might get picked up, he may not, but you'll notice that his speed is high. Mm-hmm. Um, his disposal's okay. He's one of those ones that Hawthorne might pick up and just make look fantastic in a couple of years. As is our want. That is our trend that we've established. I mean, I'm just trying to go through some of the, some of the... Interesting blokes. And then I thought Murray Bush Rangers. My goodness, there are a lot of invitations to the Murray Bush Rangers. Mm-hmm. So uh,
0: we know what Riley likes to do <laughs> just pluck them from obscurity. There was an article that uh, was on Fox Sports uh, online the other day, and it was looking back at some of our draft steals. Um, Poppolo at pick 66, you'd say, was a pretty good bargain. That yeah. was the one I focused on. <laughs> Well, what was Sicily? He was forty something. Uh, Fifty six, I think. Fifty six. Well, wow. yeah. uh, Warple was forty five, I think. And obviously, you know, Mitch Lewis being seventy six. If you don't mind, <laughs> Harry Morrison came around there as well. I mean, we we there's still a, really have there's a haven't... Bit of, There's a bit of stuff
1: about this because you know they haven't done anything yet, and whereas Poppy's a three time Premiership player. Well, that's right.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, we had a couple of people tweet us basically saying, "Look, I'd argue that Warple and Sicily are more valuable." But I'm like, yeah, it's really hard to it's hard to argue against Poopolo. the blokes helped us to three flags, so I mean hashtag play your role. yeah, exactly. So even if you're willing to say, well, he's not he's not the best player, he doesn't measure up in talent, but he played his role, he played his bit. that's all that matters. Not everyone has to be an A grade superstar. Now, it would be remiss of me not to mention this Murray Bushranger. Oh, uh, yes, I've seen this guy be mentioned a bit, Lachlan Ash,
1: mm-hmm. medium defender. Not sure he really wants to play out his career there, but Mm -hmm. he is an elite kick. Yep. Off the right, which is unheard of. Okay, for us, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Likes the contested stuff, isn't very quick, but his endurance is beyond his years. What you're looking at there is maturity. Now, this is an interesting point. Mm -hmm. If you look at who our next captain may be and the captain after that, do you feel like... Hawthorne lacks the hard-headed leadership that we got from Sammy and Hodge now. Is that on the list? I'm, because not, I've been yes, a, I'm not sure it is. Because I've been listening to Terry Wallace. Hmm. I don't mind
0: Terry. A lot of people don't like Terry. Okay, Interesting that you immediately went to your justifications. Well, you know that's telling. You hear what he said first.
1: Um, <laughs> he described us as perhaps a team of mercenaries mm-hmm. in that we were from all different clubs now mm-hmm. that it would be hard to maintain the Hawthorne ethos or identity. Yeah, And then I was thinking about that myself and we haven't had a non-Hawthorne drafted player as captain since we became successful mm-hmm. or won a premiership, mm-hmm. right?
0: Is this a thing? I mean, it's an interesting point that you bring up but I have no idea if that's a thing or not. He seems to
1: think we're losing our character by
0: bringing in these players from everywhere. I mean, no one was talking about character when we were winning three flags in a row. But it wasn't
1: at the... Was it at the levels?
0: I think it was talked about then. I think the angle on it was different. Wow, look at Hawthorne's done so well. They've recruited so well from other clubs. You know, it was... The difference would be that... um... That wasn't our engine room, was it? The midfield is now yeah from other clubs. It only matters how good you are, surely. Yeah, and whether you can again play your role. If you can be a good leader, it shouldn't matter who you're a leader for. So, like me, you feel that uh, Terry's being a little anachronistic. You got to talk about something
1: in the off season, Tiz, and our podcast is. Oh been no, into that, I, so. I don't think I don't think Terry is one for having problems coming up with topics. <laughs> all right, I'm sure there were a number of other topics he could have gone with,
0: but he went with that, okay, all right. I mean, you can talk about it, sure if you want, I don't see the need to. well, we might recruit for a captain, maybe, maybe I think you um you do point out you know something that is worth taking into consideration that I'm not sure if anyone on the list right now would be captain material. I mean, Hodgie didn't look Captain material in his first three
1: years, did he? Famously got overlooked. You you want
0: to put Sicily as captain? Would he make a good captain? Mm. (laughs) That look. I just have some
1: misgivings about giving Sicily... Well, obviously it wouldn't be this early, but, mm, I mean, he's got
0: all the skills. Eh, I don't see it as captain material, but... Who is after Stratton? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, because, I mean, what throws that out is I wouldn't necessarily have picked Stratton to begin with, and the guys I would have picked... They'll all well shields sit. apparently didn't want the job, okay, but even so the the guys I had in contention would all finish up around the same time anyway, yeah, so um, how long does Stratton hold on to this are you what what are your thoughts on that do you I know there's no chance of anyone else being captain. they're not gonna Next switch year. it off him, yeah, uh, but would you like would I do it yeah i mean w- w- would you captain the club? no, would you keep Stratton <laughs> as captain? yes, I would okay. And then
1: I, uh, who's next? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. It's not Warpool. He's too young. Yep. He looks like he could be captain. Mm -hmm. O'Meara?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I I don't see it. Tom Mitchell? Yeah, more likely. You think he wants to be captain? I don't know if he wants to be. I I would say, I imagine he exemplifies some things that would put him in good stead if he wanted to. It's a good position to have a captain. Yep. Yeah, I'm always big on captains being midfield. Doesn't seem to be
1: able to be nullified, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you need a captain that can play a few different roles. So if he is being nullified, he can make his presence felt elsewhere. Yep. Which is why I felt Ruffy found it very difficult to captain from the forward line. Mm-hmm. Um, Stratton's at least in the heart of the action all the time to direct. Yep. Um, obviously respected around the club, especially in the voting. He got f- for the um, PCM PCM. Yep. So anyway, it's fascinating. It is. It is. Because I don't point you think up. you can trade for a captain. It's one of the few things you can can't really trade for. Perhaps so, Terry's right. So it there. took us
0: a while. But what you're really saying is you agree with Terry Wallace. I'm not saying that it's going to. I feel like this is like giving a dog like medication and putting it in their food and rubbing it all around and then sort of like massaging their throat. That's what you've done to me here. <laughs> you didn't lead with the fact that you agreed with Terry. <laughs> You saved
1: it to the end. I just don't think it breaks down our culture. But I see what he's saying. If you take it to the captaincy, they've got to be there for an extended period of time. And I, don't, I think you definitely have to grow your own captains.
0: I am more inclined to agree with that. Yes. I don't think, on the whole, recruiting hurts the club. I don't think it breaks down the, the culture and the character and the ethos of the club. Although but, it
1: has done at other clubs. Well, I'll, let's I just, put that yeah, out there. That okay. has happened.
0: I think the stakes are, as you rightly say, raised when you're talking about the guy who's got to lead it and lead by example and epitomise all the thing that, the things that a club stands for.
1: But imagine if Jack Gunston mm.
0: feels he's not getting
1: the captaincy. Yep. For that couple of what is it? The year he had, he didn't even have
0: that many games at Adelaide. Mm. What? That's it. What, what are you suggesting? I dropped the mic. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Was it that good a point? I don't think it was that good.
1: He, well,
0: surely he can get it. Mm. Gunners. I would have thought he'd be the next. How long has he been with Hawthorne now? It's been, for the better part of a decade, I mean, what, six, seven years? It'd be seven, yeah. Yeah. That's sufficient time. How? Would... Eight. How yep. many Kokoda trails has he been on, you know? That's so much a part of the fabric of the club. So many pre well, That's the other thing. There's so much stuff you have to do
1: outside school, isn't there? Yep. All these... Co curricular activities you have to do as captain. Mm-hmm. On the way back from my trip, I sat next to Jack Viney. Did you? Yeah, he, he was up there looking after the, um, the young boys, getting them started on their fitness camp. Okay. It just never ends. Do you want to know what he did the entire time? Played something that looked like Zelda on a game. I was going to say Candy Crush. <laughs> it just, he did it the entire time. Something with a parachute. I have no idea what it was. <laughs> right, did not ask.
0: So you didn't say hi at all then? Oh, no, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. when I got yeah. out to go to the bathroom. It got the aisle seat, of course. Fascinating. Yeah. The insight you get on the Hawk Talk podcast. Mate, I reckon that might do us for this episode. Oh, you don't want me to keep going with this? No, I thought it would end on a hi. Oh. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. Uh, I just got a uh, an email as we've been recording quite excited by this. Fascinating. Hold your horses. You'd be excited if this was happening to you. Mm -mm. Uh, 2020 membership is on its way, so that's good. Why do you always get yours before I do? I have no idea.
1: And it's not just like a couple of days. It's like a month. Did that happen last year as well? Yes.
0: (laughs) You clearly have a bone to pick. I got mine like on the
1: 21st of December. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well... Snooze, you lose. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means because you didn't snooze. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, I'm quite excited by that. I'm really optimistic about 2020. Can I just say that right now?
1: Yeah, it you like
0: you too. You're usually Is it? a little bit. You know, I'm a, I'm a little more conservative. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say I would begrudge being called negative about it, but I I do like to keep it. You know, I rein in it a bit. But no, feeling pretty good. So glad we played along twice because they're going to be crap. <laughs> Yeah, not according to most people. Still rating them. They didn't rate them last year and they were first. Yeah. So now they rate them, gone. Do you have one particular clash that you're like super interested and psyched for in 2020? Yeah, round one. <laughs> Apart from round one. Apart from round one. Yeah.
1: Um, ooh, I don't mind the last round. Sydney?
0: Yeah. Um, TBA? Yeah, TBA. <laughs> yeah, of But course. it's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, okay. Because we do well at the SCG, don't we? So yeah, it's not a bad one. It's good fun. And we're taking some good teams down to Tassie. Yes. Uh, we've got the Anzac Day Clash. That should be a good game. West Coast are going to be flying. I think they're really well, hot contenders for next year. West Coast will indeed be flying down to the game. Yes, I saw where you're going with that. But very good. Uh, and as Eagles, indeed, they do fly. That's what they do as creatures. Anything else? Can I anticipate your next move? <laughs> Or have I done it already? You're intolerable. <laughs> Co-hosting this podcast by myself. <laughs> uh, no, that that should be a great clash, because I expect that we're going to be going well, and what's it, round five or whatever, and uh, West Coast will be doing well. Um, I mean, when was the last time you played them down in Tassie? Because we have before, but I don't, I don't know if it I was recently it. or not. Luke Bruce kicked a beautiful goal from the boundary. That's why I remember it. Anyway, we've put that up on Twitter already. Um, speaking of Twitter, let's get to the social stuff before we sign off. At Hawk Talk Pod, keep building the community over there. Find us on Facebook too. Facebook.com slash Hawk Talk Pod. Patreon.com slash Hawk Talk Pod is where you want to head for our bonus episodes. We've still got plenty to say about the fixture and, uh, well, a lot really. And we've decided on a trip. We have decided on a trip. So for details on that one, you might want to uh, get on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Hawk Talk Pod. Keep on supporting the show. Uh it's been a massive help so far. Uh and we just really appreciate people being on board. Like you don't know how it makes us feel to see people jumping on board the Patreon. It's it's incredible, right, Tiz? Yeah, there's some great feedback coming from a few of our patrons. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Patreons, patrons, whatever.
1: Patrons. Can yep, we just sure. go with
0: that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do what you feel, mate. Do what
1: and, uh, do what's comfortable. Had some wonderful messages hmm. about what we're doing over there. So
0: it's good. It keeps the flame flickering. Like It's just, it's a long road to 2020, the start of that season, that round one clash. And uh, I mean, we're going to keep busy. We have a lot to do with this podcast. There's a lot that we want to get done. But I tell you what keeps that flame flickering is that there's really encouraging messages, people signing up to Patreon, basically showing support. iTunes reviews, it's a big one as well. Jim Florentine that's a great message that a great review he left Aaron called us out that was good yes I really enjoyed absolutely. that yeah. Yeah. Uh, just so many wonderful messages and uh, yeah you make our day when you do that that lifts our spirits and it makes us want to make this show bigger and better than ever so keep them coming in whether it's Twitter Facebook Patreon iTunes all of the platforms uh, we appreciate your support and that might do us for this uh, Do you, have we covered the draft it seems impossible to cover it properly doesn't it It's pretty hard to do
1: like I've made a pick, you've made a pick. Yeah. If you want to enjoy the draft, go read up some of the profiles on these young guys, mm-hmm. and you'll be you'll be watching them for the next ten years. A lot of them, mm. and uh, just see how you how good you are at trying to recruit. <laughs> do you remember? I mean, and this is what is exciting about. Do I it. remember Robottom? Yeah, I do actually.
0: <laughs> how many did he play? Twelve. James Warpole. First year. Yeah. We we're, were in this position with James Warpole. That's why this is exciting. You just never know. Well, Never know who's going to be the next. James Warfel couldn't kick, so well,
1: that's you know. what we heard. Yeah, and do you remember his first kick? I straight don't, straight onto the chest. Oh,
0: just a. Oh, wind. that's right. Yeah, it was too. you oh, have a good memory. It's gorgeous.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't forget those first touches for some of these really special players. <laughs>
0: And now he's putting it on the chest of Mitch Lewis, streaming out of the floor. Oh, It's just, oh, it all tessellates you see so see Wingard's
1: well. turning up early for the, for the training, along with Frawley. Yep. There's a good feeling around the club. They're, uh, they're excited. You don't do that if you're not excited about what's happening in 2020.
0: Exactly right. Uh, Mitch Lewis with his keep cups, his own little thing, crusade keeping you busy. Yeah. Enviro warrior Mitch Lewis. <laughs> We need a new switch to Mitch. I don't think Enviro Warrior is going to catch on <laughs> somehow. Anyway, that'll do us for this podcast. We'll be at the AGM. Uh, I'll just find the date for that one. I know what kind of keep cup Mitch is after, though. Would it be that next piece of silverware? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did they bring that up on the...
0: No? I don't think they brought it up on the video, no. I would definitely rub that in.
1: Or, or had him have a go at a premiership player with
0: that as the retort. would have been great. The next AGM is going to be on <laughs> Tuesday the 10th of December, commencing at 6.30. We'll be there. Uh, I imagine they'll what do like a Christmas family day. Uh, there's still a lot happening for the rest of the year. So stay with us. We'll give you draft coverage as well. Exclusive bonus episodes to Patreon. It's all happening right here on the Hawthorn Podcast. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.